Hey, hey, it's Christian Wagner, and I'm the Militant Thomist, and today we are going to, uh, interesting, there's some chats right now, but today we're going to be reviewing some Muslim videos against the Trinity. So as you know, I've been reading a lot about the Trinity over the last few months in particular. Now, I've been, at this point, let me think, probably studying the Trinity in some detail for about three years. So um, we're going to see whether I will be debunked by any of these Muslim videos against the Trinity. Now, I've only watched the first one. Uh, I have two right now, and I think somebody sent me a third. So that should take up our time today. But we'll see. Maybe I will find one uh, while I'm searching for the other ones. And we'll see whether uh, those are convincing arguments against the Trinity. And I will be absolutely flabbergasted whether how I will respond to them. So before that, do not forget to absolutely um, just carpet bomb that subscribe button. Uh, now, YouTube tells me only about, I think, 15% of you have your notifications turned on. So just hit that notification bell to get uh, future what are they called? Notifications. Yes, a notification bell gives notifications. For when I go live, do not forget to do that. Also, social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Uh, Instagram, don't forget about that. And if you like podcasts, uh, become a podcast listener. Uh, because I do, well, my wife does put these on Apple Podcasts. So, and Spotify and uh, everywhere else where you find your podcasts, you can get those. And let me think, oh yeah, Patreon, become a patron if you really enjoy everything and want to get access to other stuff, you know, patreon.com slash militantomist, christianbewagner.com slash shop if you'd like to get my wonderful reprints where I reprint everything beautifully. And oh yeah, they're just the best reprints, the best. This is like truth social. Maybe I should just make a truth um, press or something like that. It's better than Twitter. Uh, let me think. Um, I think that's it. So we can get, oh, no, 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 no. If you want to learn Greek, uh, fluentgreeknt.com, code militant, if you want to get the best Greek learning resource out there. So let me see. Alma Dulila, brother, upholding Almasia Isa as God. May Allah grant you, Jana, my Catholic brother. Thank you, I think. I think thank you. Okay, that, that Muhammad book is a pinnacle of ignorance. Whom, whoever, whomever wrote it put in the mouth of their God a totally goofy trinity and supposedly intending to offer a rebuke to Christians. It's astonishing how strange cults like the Muhammadans or Mormons have so many followers and they keep going strong. I just learned that Mormonism is spreading like wildfire in South America. Really? South, like imagine a Spanish-speaking Mormon. That'd be very scary. Um, okay, please bring up Saint John of Damascus in his refutation of Islam. Um, is that in his Fount of Orthodoxy? Oh, he wrote a work titled "The Heresy of the Ishmaelites." I actually haven't read that. You know, I'll put that on my reading list. If uh, if somebody could send me that work, that'd be great. I'll read it. Wonder how late Christian is. One minute. I was only one minute late. Uh, the Trinity contradicts Taweed, my brother. Interesting. I will uh, 
I will keep that in mind about tall weed. You know, I tried to ask Shia Alex and Jake about Islam, and yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But what I do get is I get Trinitarianism, so I can respond to all of these objections to him. So I may not get Islam, and I will not presume to do an attack against Islam, but I will defend the blessed and holy Trinity, one God. Okay, so what, what was the one called? Oh, yeah, I think it's like Christian debunked, debunked Trinity. I think that's what it's called. Christian debunked on the Trinity. Um, let me. Uh, maybe if I, man, this is embarrassing. I can't find the, the video. Absolutely boomer moment. Um, yes, yes, boom moment. Um, oh, I think it's called like Muslim destroys Trinity. Oh, here it is. This one was great. Yeah. Now I get a bunch of, uh, Islamic ads is Mohammedan worship idolatry. Uh, I would distinguish there, formally speaking, uh, well, materially speaking, I would concede that it's idolatry. Formally speaking, I would sub-distinguish um, when it comes to those with invincible ignorance. I would deny with those with invincible ignorance or those with complete knowledge, I would concede that it's idolatry. So there you go. Oh, and then the other Paul. How's it going, everyone? This is Militant Thomas, and today we'll be looking at the Summa. Be sure to become a patron to get a free PDF of republished books. This show is sponsored by Fluent Greek. Thank you for doing my introduction for me. And then I'll send you links on Facebook. Oh, okay. The other Paul gave us some other videos. Yeah, I think uh, one of these times I'll just do a whole video just on uh, how to explain the Trinity. Because Thomas has a good section on it, so I'll just go off of that. But right now we're doing uh, the video title. I'll share my screen real quick. Here it is. Christian gets puzzled when asked about Trinity. Dr. Shabir Ali, Ali versus Douglas Jacoby. You know, these are like complete opposite names right there. Shabir Ali versus Douglas, you know. Doug versus Doug. Dear brothers and sisters, as we talk about the rise in global vulnerability and talk. Okay, here's the video. Let me know if you guys can hear that. And uh, for for uh, my sparkling water, because you know I am a sparkling water addict, I have Clear American right now. Uh, cherry Limeade. This is honestly the best sparkling water on the market. It's very good. So I will be partaking of that. And then I have my cup of coffee and I don't have the militant Thomas mug right now with me. I don't know why I never use it. I have it right now. I need to tell Lexi to start making my coffee in that mug and not this mug. Explain to me what is meant by the Trinity, because a lot of Muslims here would be totally confused about okay. this. They okay, want to good. Know, tell us what is meant by the Trinity. 
Trinity is, um, it's a working concept that it's a working concept. I find fairly persuasive. Oh gosh. But we see often Father, Son, and Spirit mentioned together, not always in that order, but for example, the end of Matthew 28 or the end of 2 Corinthians 13. Um, some Christians think that you shouldn't use the word Trinity because it's not in the Bible, but then the word Bible is not in the Bible. So we have to... I think the word Bible is in the Bible. Biblion is, is used. Say something. Trinity, we believe strictly there's only one God. Okay, good. But that God is Father, Son, and Spirit. Okay. So we're not, when we say Jesus is God, we never mean Jesus is Father, Son, and Spirit. Okay. Uh, it, it, that would be nonsensical. We're saying he's God in nature. And it's not, they're obviously not three rotating gods or manifestations of God. This is not modalism. This is not Sabellianism. I know you've studied all that theology and church history. Bless you uh, for doing that. But that's not what Christians mean. They okay, this is like the worst explanation of the Trinity ever. Like, come on, dude. Do a little bit better than this. This is why the Mohammedans mock us. Because that is a terrible explanation. I mean, you didn't say anything wrong. It's just the worst explanation ever. Like you didn't, you, you just didn't say anything. They hold on to a belief in one God, only one God, but a God who reveals himself as a, a human in Jesus' earthly ministry through Jesus Christ. So that's what we mean. And we definitely don't think it's Allah, Isa, and Maryam. Okay. As in the Quran. Neither do I, but let me ask but my next does, question. But it is in the Quran that way. It's not in the Quran that way, but uh, let me ask my question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, this is, this is getting awkward, too. So, uh, you say that Jesus is by nature God. Yes, Jesus is by nature God. And, and I think you will agree that God by nature is spirit uh, from given the... Yes, essentially spirit would be a predicate of the divinity, yes biblical language about this true? correct correct god yeah, is of spirit in christianity yeah john yes. 4 24 okay so so god is spirit and jesus is by nature god so he's a spirit yeah, yes jesus is a spirit because that's an essential predicate of the godhead true uh true before the incarnation the yes. incarnation is is a spirit joining with flesh so before joining with flesh interesting language for the incarnation he incarnated into flesh. He was a spirit. Yes. And I mean, I, I, I presume that's the right way to put it. Yes. Maybe there's a better way to put so it. That would be an essential predicate of the Godhead, yes. Presumably, uh, there were at least two Holy Spirits. Jesus yes, Jesus is a Holy Spirit in the essential predicate of the Godhead. And then the Holy Spirit is Holy Spirit both essentially, and then it's also a notional predicate. So, yes. But they are holy spirits in both the same sense when it comes to the essential predicate and in a different sense when it comes to a notional predicate jesus and what we call the holy spirit yes correct uh that's the, the, the language you're using is alien to biblical theology no i don't we think we want to be put like, that way well, yeah we're because not you would, about... because uh, this is what happens when you have somebody who doesn't understand the trinity debating this this is really sad. He should know the difference between an essential and a notional predicate, a material predicate and a formal predicate. He should know the difference. Because God, God is spirit. Yes. Angels are spirit. Yes. Yes, and they are holy spirits. Yes. And the saints are also holy spirits. Okay, I'm glad we I'm glad we got that through. Okay. Anything that's not physical is going to be spirit. So yeah. I'm not sure that this is actually helping us. Yeah, but we're asking about like ultimately 
um, there are obviously two holy spirits. We're not talking about lesser beings who are spirit beings, whether angels or devils, but we're asking now at the highest echelon, you have a trinity of divine persons. Yes. And at least two of them we can now identify uh, are spirits. Yes. And then the father would also be spirit by a central predicate, but also not by notional predicate. Yes. So thank you for, uh, for clearing that up for us. Uh, Dr. Shabir Ali. So you have two spirits in the highest echelon, and both of them have to be holy. Yes. So you have two holy spirits. Well, the Father is holy too, so if you want to make it three or more, three. you can go right ahead. So you have three but, holy But you're spirits. moving. The Trinity is an analogy. The Trinity is an analogy? Oh, oh my. Let's see where this goes. And when you press an analogy at some point, it's going to break down. Yes. It, it doesn't break down, dude. You just don't know it. But then the question is, how did Christians come up with this analogy? Because you said that Jesus is the son of God, not biologically, but analogically. So how did Christians come up with this way of saying it such that it is so flaky that you press it a little bit, it breaks down. And not only at this one point, if we keep going at this for hours, we will see that this is how it's going to go again and again. Like no matter how you press it, it's going to break. So no. uh, how, how do you know that this is the correct way of speaking about God as a trinity, as opposed to, for example, the simple way of saying there is only one God. He sent his Messiah, Jesus. He was a human being, a great one, uh, a great messenger, a prophet of God, um, but still uh, a servant and messenger of God. Right. In the but, Quran, yes. you have this Holy Spirit as well. <laughs> Bro, what does this have anything to do? Okay, I think I think we can rename this uh, terrible Christian apologists uh, tried to respond to. To Muslims, this is just horrible. I, I, I feel like dirty after watching this. You're asking me now. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying. Yes, the Quran speaks about the spirit of holiness, Ruh al-Qudus. Right, but I don't say, and so you've got two spirits, Allah, or is the Quran spirit, or is it a, you know, analog Quran? But you see, we, we, don't, we don't have a problem with the spirit of holiness. I, there are some I ambiguity we're play, in the we're, Quran. We're, we're about, playing with words here. God reveals himself through Jesus. Christians, monotheists, are trying to make sense of uh, who Jesus is and what he's saying about his father. And that's where Trinity comes, yeah. from an effort to understand Jesus' teaching and from our experience of the Trinity in our lives. Doug, the, the, the difference is that when we speak about there being only one God, and we say the Quran is a book, this is a revealed message for us, there's no confusion in our minds as to who is God and who is not. Who no, do we pray not. to and whom do we not pray to? So when we say there is one God, that's never compromised by our ever uttering three. I was only so, saying that there's a precedent for having more than one eternal, uncreated uh, entity in Islam itself. Uh, but, but I'm not asking about... Bro, bro, don't study Islam. You don't know the, Christ the Catholic doctrine of the Trinity. Come on, dude. You're, you're making us look terrible right now. An uh, eternal and uncreated entity. I'm asking about the highest echelon, which only belongs to God. Uh, do you have three persons and are the three each a spirit, each yes. holy spirit? And in that yes, essentially, yes. They're each spiritual. That is an essential predicate of the Godhead. And since person is not really but virtually distinct from essence, then they all share that one essence. They would all be spirits. Well, they would all be spirit. We wouldn't multiply uh, the the predicate spirits. They would all be um, one holy spirit. When it comes to essential predicates, 
and then when it comes to notional predicate, there'd be one Holy Spirit. In that case, how does the Bible say there is only one spirit? One times one times one. Okay. Bro, bro, that's your answer? You're... One times one times one. Plus one plus one. What about uh, one oh, times gosh. one times one times one times one times one ad infinitum? That would also be one. True? So you can have many Holy Spirits and still have one God. I don't know any Muslims, Jews, or Christians who think that there's more than one Holy Spirit. That's not an answer, that, dude. I don't think it's so confusing. And that ends the question point of a uh, portion of this. Yes, the black female moderator. I'm glad they got some diversity in there. Oh, gosh. That, that was so painful. That was so painful. Okay. And then if you want to know, uh, there's a good, let me see. I'm going to pull it up right now. Let's see. Uh, I can't remember. It's question 30. There you go. Question 30, and I believe it's article 2. Okay, of, and this is actually a short section from Father Lagrange's commentary. If you want to know why there are only three persons, because that was a question brought up at the end. Let's go to Father Lagrange's commentary right now on the Summa. Question 30, Article 2. In God, there are not more than three persons. This truth is revealed in the form of baptism and stated in the creeds. The theological explanation is that the divine persons are constituted by mutually opposing, opposed subsisting relations. But these three relations are three in number. One of the four relations, active spiration, is opposed neither to paternity nor to filiation. This active spiration, therefore, belongs to the Father and to the Son. Passive spiration, however, cannot be attributed to the Father and to the Son, for then the procession of love would precede the procession of the intellect. The reader is referred to the reply to the first difficulty in the text. It should be noted... Uh, that the fact that no opposition exists between the act of spiration and filiation is an implicit affirmation of the filioque. There you go. That's a nice and easy explanation. Okay, let me... Uh... Why don't you have ad block? Because I like watching the Muslim ads before Muslim debunking videos. It's called mineral water. You Australians are so weird. Where do they find these people? I know. It's like every time I've seen like a Muslim versus Christian debate on the incarnation or on the Trinity. What, what was it? I can't remember the guy. But I was this one guy had his PhD studying like patristic views of the incarnation. And he had a debate with uh, with Jake, Muslim metaphysician. And I just decided to go through the pain of watching that, of listening to it. And this guy had some like super like weird very wrong and gay model uh for the incarnation and the way in which the divine and human minds relate and then he just implicitly affirmed apollinary apollinarianism the whole time and it was so cringe and the reason was is he just didn't know what a hypostasis was it was it was terrible Muslims are like Protestants in that they think there was a great apostasy, that the Aryan heretics were the true Christians. They basically do trail of blood Baptist narrative, but for Islam, that's actually kind of bad. That prot is so awkward. Yes. 
when it comes to the incarnation, this guy's going to have to be very careful with how he words it. You know, I, I deny that he is going to be very careful. Christian Wagner versus Shabir when, uh, yeah, I would easily um, debate Shabir. I would, de- I, I told you, I would debate any Muslim on the, on the Trinity. They just don't want to. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. Any Muslim that isn't like a flaming spaz autist. There was, there was one flaming spaz autist in my, in my replies earlier on Twitter and I just blocked him. And there was the other guy who I was talking to about the Trinity. It's a pretty good discussion um, that, that we were having. Although we, there was a bit of a language problem because I think he's been uh, taught probably a different philosophy than, than the philosophy that Trinitarian theology normally uses. So uh, I was getting a bit confused about some of the terminology he was using. So that's, that is uh, why. Normie Christians posting their L's pain. It's just pure pain. I know. I agree. I think the Muslim won too. I think the Muslim won. Okay, then there's one that I think Shia Alex. It's worrying how little knowledge and confidence many public Christian apologists have about the Trinity. I can't say I have a good understanding of it, but come on. Yeah, I know. It's like St. Thomas in the introduction to the Compendium Theologiae. He says the two, the two foundations, the two foundations of the Christian faith is the Trinity and the Incarnation. And that is in most Christian, Christian apologists that I've seen just lame absolutely lame most of these apologists um that that spend all their time debunking like the the new atheists they they couldn't survive five minutes of cross-examination about the incarnation of the trinity they and, and then they implicitly fall into heresy it's just terrible it's it's so it's so it's so black bill but we're trying to fix that boys don't worry Make sure, make sure you, uh, okay. How to dismantle the Trinity in three minutes from this guy named brother Muhammad. Let's see if this loads. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me, I'm just gonna, Oh, there it is. Popped up. Oh no, it's three minutes. It's three minutes and 53 seconds. So he should have said four minutes, but we'll, we'll give them because I guess technically it was below four minutes. And then for some reason, the only thing that's in caps is dismantle. How to dismantle the Trinity in three men's exclamation point, exclamation point, bro, Muhammad. So let's, uh, oh, let's give that a quick thumbs down real quick. We'll let the creator know. Thank you. The only good thing about Islam is it forces us to defend and steal man the Trinity. Check your Facebook. Oh, yeah. I th- thank you for reminding me the other Paul. You have you sent me some videos on Facebook to to review. Okay. Muslim visually reveals trinitar- trinity contradiction. Oh man, I didn't want to review that one, but if you're going to if if the people want it then that's what I have to give. Okay, let me put that down myself down there so it gets bigger. Okay, let's... You boys ready? I haven't watched this video before, so I'm kind of worried I'll get dismantled. I'm, I'm very worried. 
kind of like this music. There's a, there's a, I think a Muslim guy that I work with at work and he always like sings the Muslim songs. They actually sound kind of dope. I like the, uh, because you have the, what, what are they called? What, what are the, uh, the Miaphysites in the Middle East? They have pretty good, uh, liturg Christian liturgical music that's in this style. Look, I'm going to make three points that are going to be sufficient to complete this mount of Trinity. Okay. The first point relates to scripture. Okay. Now, although it's pretty much widely accepted within Christendom that the okay. Bible is actually changed, like what? It's virtually accepted within Christendom that the Bible was actually changed. I I, I don't think so. What What are you talking Bruce about? Metzger, Bruce Metzger in his book, um, he actually does admit to the fact that lots of problems in the Bible which make it unreliable as a textual document. Who's Bruce Metzger? That my my NA twenty eight would uh would disagree with that. I mean, has has this guy done any textual criticism? Bruce Bruce Metzger, the other Paul probably knows who he is. Okay, first time viewer. Any reading recommendations for someone like me who's been focusing on debunking new atheists? Um, I where is it? There it is. Um, okay, so Richard Clark, his dialogue on the existence of God, I reprinted that. It's pretty good. Um, it's like a 80-page dialogue, it's dialogue format. Uh, he, he deals with all of the objections uh, to the existence of God from like the like 19th century uh, continental philosophers. So these are like insanely complicated and and much harder than you'll ever have to deal with. And then there's also the, uh, where do I have it? Um, I don't know, but. Uh, yes, it doesn't look like it. Uh, no, that's not it. I don't have it on me. But a manual of Catholic apologetics is also pretty good when it comes to getting more of an overline view of arguments and refutations and stuff. But you can find those both on my website, uh, christianbwagner.com slash. Uh, shop. Yes, Phaser's book on metaphysics on scholastic metaphysics is good. Yes. Okay, let's let's continue. Oh man. He is the other Paul is just sending me video after video. This is gonna have to be a mega stream. Although that is the case, even the Bible that we have today, which has changed, doesn't really mention the Trinity or ref reference it unequivocally. Now, if you look at the Old Testament, for example, there are very clear statements like the Shema in Deuteronomy chapter number 6, verse number 4, which says, Shema Israel, Shema Israel, Adonai, Eloheinu, Adonai, Echad. The Lord our God, the Lord our God is one. That hero Israel, your Lord, our God, God is one Lord. This is a very clear statement. Yes. So when it comes to like the scriptural backing, um, you can look at, a really good work on this that also kind of goes over the development of Antonicene uh, Trinitarianism is Bernal, Bernard Lonergan. Um, his, um, his, what is, what, what is that? Would that be in English? Um, his work on the Trinity, um, the dog, dogmatic part, I think it would probably be. 
Uh, but you'll, you'll be able to find it if you just look Bernard Lonergan, Trinity, Dogmatic, or something like that. But he, he looks at the, the various uh, propositions in sacred scripture. And then also the Summa Contra Gentiles goes over all of this too. When it comes to scripture and then the anti... Well, for, for the Summa Contra Gentiles, uh, it would be... Let me think. Book Is it book four? Chapters one through 20? I think it's book four, chapter one through 20. I've been reading through that. It's been pretty good. Um, but yeah, just purely scripture for uh, for St. Thomas and the Summa Contra Gentiles. And then Lonergan, uh, he, he does a really good job of going over Antonicene uh, development when it comes to the Trinity. And then Arians of the 4th Century by St. John Henry Newman also goes over um, a good, uh, goes over the patristic um, situation when it comes to Trinitarian theology. But yeah, Lonergan's really good when it comes to scripture. But uh, yeah, basically... In sum, it comes from five propositions that we get in Scripture that there is one God, the Father is God, the Son is God, the Spirit is God. That's the verse four. Then the fifth, that the Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Spirit, and so on and so forth. And then from this, um, we, we, we have those uh, dogmatic foundations that basically get us um, the very simple statement of the Trinity. And then if, if you know how theology works, then uh, with the scholastic or the systematic um, method of, of uh, pulling from propositions to conclusions, uh, then, then we're able to get into more of the, uh, more of the intense stuff, such as um, subsisting relations and uh, the procession of intellection and all that stuff. But, uh, but yeah, with the, with all the, basically the, the simple, basic Nicene Creed, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's very easy from, from sacred scripture. That doesn't really leave any room for interpretation or ambiguities. Yes, there's one God. You all agree with that. Now, that's the first thing. The Old Testament, the New Testament is very similar. The New Testament doesn't really have any mentions of the Trinity. And... Yes, it does. Christians will continue to try and superimpose meanings of the Trinity into Christian ambiguous verses. And the other thing that Christians will do... The word is God. Very ambiguous. <laughs> and have done historically is interpolate the Bible with verses like the first epistle of John, chapter number five, verse number seven. The Yonine comma, that is... Uh, you know what? I think that's actually apostolic because like Tertullian and the early Latin tradition always quotes that verse. So I think I think it is apostolic, actually, buddy. There are three that bear the witness in heaven, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. This is actually a changed part of the Bible, and everyone agrees to that now. So everyone? Is it really everyone? Really, there isn't a actual reference to the Trinity in the Bible whatsoever. The second point I want to make relates to history. Now, history. I know for a matter of fact that the Ebonites uh, were the first or one of the first groups that emerged in Christianity, and they believed in Jesus Christ as being a prophet and the Messiah, but they didn't believe in him being God or the Son of God or part of the Trinity. Part of the Trinity. The Ebionites, yes, they were an early heretical group. Correct. Thank you for uh, glad this discussion is over. There were heretical groups, just like the Mohammedans were another heretical group. So, now having said that, it's quite clear that there's been a clear historical development of the conception of God in Christianity from a unitary God to Trinitarianism uh, or two gods to Trinitarianism. And this is pretty well. I mean, if you read like Ignatius, St. Ignatius of Antioch, and if, if you read like St. Irenaeus of Lyon and you read even Origen in his, um, 
in his own principles. And if you read um, Tertullian's uh, Against Praxius, it's, it's pretty clear that uh, that it's really hard to prove this just like, okay, Unitarian and Binitarian of Trinitarianism. Notice there's no proof behind this. It's just like, this is what most schoolers say. Yeah, I don't care about your schoolers. Established even in Christian scholarship, Martin Hengel writes this in his book, St. Peter, saying that the time of Paul, there emerged divinitarianism, and afterwards in the other in the other councils, there emerged... Yeah, this was basically a bunch of 19th century German intellectuals that just made this up, so, yeah. Trinitarianism, so there's, there's been a clear development. And no proof. James Dunn extraordinarily says in his book... Who's James? I don't even know any of these guys. You're just, you're just m- m- name-dropping schoolers. I, I don't care. He said in a book called The Evidence for Jesus, he says in his book that in page 96 that he is simply a prophet. That's, that's the evidence that we have historically that he was simply a prophet. The third point is reason. Now it's Oh, okay. This is where we're going to get fun. Okay, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for it. You've, you've not debunked me yet. Let's see if you can debunk me now. Completely, completely, completely unreasonable. Okay. Okay. You're gonna, I, I hope you don't just like quote a few irrelevant Scott schoolers that I don't care about. So let, let's hope. So, um, brother Muhammad, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. To suggest that there can be three in one and one in three. Oh, brother Muhammad, you've debunked me. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just going to become a Muhammadan right now. It's unreasonable, it's contradictory, and it's inconsistent. And that is why you had such a split in Christendom, and you had... Such a split? Between who? Are you talking about, like, the, like, 16th century Unitarians? Like, what what do you mean, such a split? All of the apostolic churches affirm the same Trinitarian doctrine. All the Arians died. If you want to simplify it. Even the Arians wouldn't agree with your view of Christ. Tree... Tritheism, which is like three gods. Tritheism, there was like two tritheists in medieval Europe, and they both got owned. And even they would still disagree with you. Polytheists, they believe in three gods. And modalism, which is one god that they believe is split into three parts. And even even the Sibelians were like just a tiny little group, who like Paul of uh, Samoseda. Uh, he just got owned like really hardcore by everybody. It, like it. Now, the, the truth is, the present-day Protestants and Catholics have said that really it's one in three and three in one. Well, that is a mathematic impossibility and rationally incoherent. Okay. It would be incoherent if I said something was one and something was three in the same sense. That would be obviously incoherent. But let's say, what what do I have a good uh, good illustration of something which is... Um, hmm, what do I have around me? This box of matches right here. This box of matches is both blue and red. Incoherent Christian, you say. Well, we're talking about blueness and redness in different senses. I mean, that's just basic uh, how how uh, propositions work right there and how predicates work right there. But uh, yeah, so that that's the, in order to... To substantiate a contradiction, you would have to have uh, something be one and three in the same sense. Like if I said there was one God and three gods, if I said that there was one person in the Trinity and three persons in the Trinity, if I said there was one being and three beings, 
<coughs> those would be examples of contradictions. So I leave you with this statement in the Quran, in chapter number four, verse 171, where God says, Wala taqulu thalatha, intahu khayrun lakum. He says, don't say three, i.e. Trinity. Don't say the Trinity. Stop. It's better for you. You you've just debunked me, man. I, I, I don't even know what to say. Okay. Let, let me let me go now all the way back to when I started this video. Uh, everybody is saying Muslim visually reveals Trinity contradiction. Everybody keeps telling me to to watch that. Okay, I guess I'll watch it next. Because like five people have, oh man, I have an English text in 8 a.m. In 8 a.m. So I got to take a nap now to wake up in 5 a.m. and make Sigma Chomsky. That is, that is a very based comment from you, Kopo. Being in the very form of God is very ambiguous indeed. You are just reading ambiguous verse, ambiguous trinity into verse, into ambiguous verse. That is what you're doing. Ebion, Ebionites were the first. The other Paul, no, he, he has he has more Christian schoolers. The other Paul, you don't understand. I'm telling you, Paul, you don't understand. My Christian schoolers said said that the Ebionites were the first ones. Remember all of those names that he quoted? It is my Christian schoolers on page 89. <laughs> Remember how I said these Muslims appeal to heretical groups? Yes, exactly. Ignatius, Clement of Rome. Like if you just like the other Paul, if you just pick up the Apostolic Fathers, that would be a cool stream to do. If we did like a co-stream where we talk about the Apostolic Fathers and the Trinity or like the Trinity in like the, the first and second century fathers. Because if you read like Athenagoras, Athenagoras was writing in the 150s. He has some of the most beautiful passages about the Trinity. Like he, like if you, if you, you have to read Athenagoras and his sections on the Trinity and then tell me that he didn't believe about, the, didn't believe the Trinity. And that was just made up in Nicaea. Like to tell me that he has some of the best. Um, uh, like that is one of the most glorious sections I've ever read. Muslims will also bring up liberal Christian scholarship to try and debunk Christianity. Oh, so you know who James Dunn is, the other Paul? <laughs> bring baby Thomas Dunn to debunk him. He's, I think he's taking a nap right now. Baby Thomas. I don't know, Lexi, if I, if I make this stream too long, and it looks like it's about to be a long stream, then she might bring him in to, to hang out for a few minutes. Ah, I've been blinded by the light of Allah. I'll unleash my Greek autism. <laughs> Would Muslims affirm that they know the essence of God? How is Allah personal? I don't know. You'd have to ask uh, Bonaventure, uh, sh formerly known as Shia Alex. Shia Alex, uh, he he knows about like doctrine of God in Islam. So he could probably answer your question. Okay. Let me, I want to go over this one though first, Trinity Unfolded. He said, we've, this, this one's 
And this is um, Dawa Talk. 169 views. Come on. Well, I'm going to give him another dislike. Let's try to get him over the dislike mark. Okay, Trinity Unfolded. Let's see how good this is. The, the, whatever it is, it has to be better than what the other guy said. That was so bad. Okay. If you have a question, I have a question about Islam. Why are you wrong? Okay. Let's get that full screen. I'm down there. Okay, good. Oh, Dawah is basically Islam's word for evangelization. Okay, thank you. Somebody's finally explained this to me. Again, I know nothing about Islam. Nothing, except the old Aisha thing. That's all I know about Islam. Okay, ask a Muslim. Let's go. This so is basically... Ask the question in regards to Trinity, which is the concept generally uh, believed by the most of the majority of the Christian churches. Okay. More or less a Nicene creed. Okay, good, from the good. 24-25 AD uh, in the Council of Nicaea. So the question is, in regards to Trinity and as she raised in Gospel of John chapter 1, verse 17, where he talks about the word becoming flesh. Okay, so good. What are my thoughts on that? Point number one, the word Trinity does not exist in the Bible. The most... Oh, no. Oh, no. Dang it, the word Trinity does not exist in the Bible. That that is terrible. I'm I'm debunked. I've been debunked. Important concept: the very purpose, the very reason for Jesus coming onto earth. In the entire Old Testament, nobody believed in Trinity. If you no, actually, I think that um, like I'm not even memeing here. I think like Abraham and Moses and all of the Old Testament prophets believed in the Trinity explicitly. Like I'm I'm being completely serious right here. We're, Saint Thomas treats it in the Summa actually in the, in the Summa. You would have attended any of the lectures of Moses, peace be upon him, or David, or Solomon, or any of these interesting discussions of that time of any of the prophets. None of them ever spoke of a concept of Trinity ever. Yeah, but I think they explicitly believed in the Trinity. They were all talking about Ichad, the God is only one. We believe the God is only one. There is no three-in-one concept in the Old Testament. Coming to the New Testament, the closest words that came to the concept of trinity was from first epistle of john chapter 5 verse 7 and that was added to the bible i'm i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna tell you what he's gonna say he's gonna say it's added to the bible which reads for there are three that bear record in heaven the father the son and the holy ghost and these three are one this was the verse that came closest to the concept of trinity and it was added to the Bible. This is the King James Version, the first English version that I'm holding. Which Wait, what? The King James Version isn't the first English version. There was like the Tyndale Bible. And there, there was, there was men, there's a Wycliffe version. There was like dozens of versions before the King James. What are you, what are you talking about? Has this verse, first epistle of John chapter 5 verse 7. In the revised standard version, which was revised by 32 eminent scholars of Christianity, backed by 50 denominations of Christian churches, they removed this verse from the Bible, calling it a corruption in the word of God. Yeah, and I don't believe that. They have come a step closer to the Islamic belief that God is only one.
further in regards to gospel of john chapter 1 verse 17 as the sister has asked that the word becoming flesh this is another idea or the concept within the christian church where people say the word became flesh that is the word of god that became flesh that is jesus peace be upon him now from an islamic perspective we have no problem what it means the word of god the command of god kun fayakun god says to happen it happens how was i born yes there is a procedure forever <laughs> <laughs> the the word yes the command became flesh that, that that's just that just means i was born does, does he not read 10 verses earlier in uh i think it's what uh, no it's probably more like 15 he gets he was the word the word is with god and the word was god so that would probably be verse two if i'm remembering correctly but uh that the word was god it's like he just doesn't check the context of what the word is in reference to like no no it's just a command of god man don't don't worry there is a human procedure that we look at it you know the parents they have the medical process that happens for a person to be born the medical but from god like if you do the same there. procedure 100 times the child will not be born every time it is only one out of 100 times or a thousand times that a child is born why because god at that time says be then it happens so the word of god is the command of god god command <laughs> bro that is that is a what what is that reading of john one that that is that I've never heard that reading of John one. This is very interesting. So a child is born. God commanded Jesus <laughs> be born. He was born. Maryam alayhi salam, Mother Mary in the Quran, when the angel came to her and said, "You are going to deliver a baby, a child." She said, "How can it be happening when no man has ever touched me?" She asked the technical technicality of it. She said, "How can I have a child?" The angel said, "For God, it is easy." He says, "Kun fayakun." He gives the command. He gives the word, and it happens. How Jesus' command for birth came from God, my birth also came from the same God's word, the command. Even you, my dear sister, your birth came from the same God's word and command. Every person, bruh, just I would I would advise the sister to just read John one. Just literally read John one. Person is born after the word and the command of God. We all become flesh by the word and command of God. Secondly, word of God. What is Bible? Is the word of God? Is this the fourth God in the in the? Bruh. The unity of God. <laughs> this is. Bible, the word of God. Is this the fourth person in the unity of God? No, this is the word of God, verbatim word of God, but it's not God. It's not the fourth person in God. No. So you claiming that Jesus becoming flesh is some form of Godmanship, then I present to you again the same matter as Allah says in the Quran, Surah Al-Imran, Surah number 3, Ayah number 59, where it says that the similitude of Jesus in the sight of God is just like that of Adam. God commanded the word, the command of God happened and Adam was created. The God's command and word happened and Jesus was created. Jesus was born and the God's command and word happened and I and you, we were all born in that sense. Hope that answers the question. Dr. Peter raised the matter of crucifixion that, you know, Jesus was put on the cross and he died there for the sins. I don't care what Dr. Peter says. I just want to hear what Pope Peter says. And the salvation and then one brother asked a very important question what is jesus doing 
believe me jesus was did not do anything before and he is not doing anything even now he was never given the power or authority to run the universe he was a prophet of god all power and authority has been given to me come on now come on now buddy come on now come on now you you, you does does even this is this is so painful i'm very pained no wonder there's no like islamic systematic theologies or anything i probably have more books with more knowledge on my desk right now than islam has written in all of english <sighs> what is adam doing what is abraham doing what is moses doing that's what even jesus is doing all the prophets of god they came to the world to do that job to invite me and you to the worship of one god jesus peace be upon him himself teaches how to worship jesus fall on his face and worshiped god how muslims we do we fall on our face and we worship god that is exactly how jesus fall on his face according to the bible and worship god similarly jesus called god by what name interesting you will not hear many of the christians generally don't call god by that name they keep calling god yahweh but jesus never called god yahweh in the entire new testament because the new testament isn't written in hebrew bro <laughs> the new testament's written in greek Pro, have you heard of the, Sept the Septuagint before, which translates Yahweh as Kyrios, which Jesus calls, which Jesus is referred to. I mean, if you read uh, Luke chapter one, clearly as they're referencing Old Testament texts in which God is called Lord, and then in the same, in, the, in almost the. Uh, the same periscope in almost the same next verse. Jesus is referred to as Lord clearly. There the Old Testament prophecies are being uh and the Old Testament attributions are being are being placed on Jesus. But why okay, okay, let let's see what he thinks Jesus called God. But when he was put on the cross, according to Gospel of Matthew, chapter 27, verse number 46, and Gospel of Mark, chapter oh, 15, no. verse 34, oh, no. Oh, no. on the cross, Jesus cried, Ella, Ella, Lama, Sabakhtani. Hebrew and Arabic sister languages. In Arabic, it will be Allah, Allah, Lama, Taraktani. Uh, uh. Oh Allah, oh Allah, oh my God, oh my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus is calling to God as Allah, and according to Reverend Schofield's commentary oh, of the Bible. Schofield Bible. Okay. We're gonna yes, the, the great authority that is the uh the Schofield Bible. Okay, great. He says here the Ella Ella Lama Sabakhtani in Hebrew is A L A H, very close to the Arabic name of the God Allah. Which is again according to Encyclopedia Britannica, the Jews. Oh, and the Encyclopedia Britannica. I'm glad we're getting some good authorities here. The Christians of Arabia before the coming of Prophet Muhammad used to refer to God very comfortably as Allah. So I invite once again to the worship of same one God, Allah, that Jesus called when he was on the cross, when he was in the most difficult times. And in Gospel of John chapter 4, verse 23, Jesus says, worship only one God, that is the Father. He says, do not worship me. He has not put himself. He didn't say, do not worship me. 
to be worshipped. Okay. Oh my! This this was this was <laughs> this was terrible. Okay, let me go back up. Christian, watch this video. This is watch this vid. Which which video are you talking about? Okay, man, I have to go all the way back up. <laughs> this is one plus one plus one equals one. Christianity destroyed. KJV only Muslim. <laughs> Muslims explain where babies come from. I like how he said like the medical procedure. Like, uh, dude. Um, I'm the father of a child. Uh, there was, there was no medical procedures. I, I'm going to tell you that right now. No medical procedures. Only one in a thousand times that a Chinese is born. One in a thousand times. Oh my. You guys really need to, uh, really need to like... Oh no, that would that would have been a bad joke. I'm sorry. I, I can't make that joke about Muslims. <laughs> Christian, watch this vid. Watch this video. What video are you talking about? The one that I just watched. Okay. Apologetic soy moment. Schofield, Schofield, Reverend Schofield. <laughs> Encyclopedia Britannica magisterial document confirmed. Uh, oh my. <laughs> Say what you want about their theology and pilot skills. They do have good food. I don't know. I've never eaten Muslim food. Don't they like fast all the time or something? I don't know. As I've said, I know nothing about Islam. So, oh yeah, the other Paul. He's I forgot. He's Middle Eastern too, so they don't have claim to my people's food. The other Paul, you have to send me some food in the mail or something, and I'll eat it live on stream. Okay, you sent me another video of the other Paul. I'm gonna check Discord see if anybody's sent me videos there. Um, no, they have not. Okay. Ali Dawa is an absolute joke. Okay. Um, Christianity, Trinity unfolded. Jesus refutes Trinity in the Bible himself, or Muslim visually reveals Trinity. I'm going to do the Muslim visually reveals Trinity contradiction. That one sounds more interesting. Okay. They do have some, uh, some interesting intro music. Let me share my screen. Somebody's singing opera. I think my wife is listening to opera. It's interesting. She never listens to opera. Oh, did I forget about my coffee? Mm. Oh, that's so. Oh, that was disgusting. That's so cold. It's probably Allah's judgment on me for making this video. Oh gosh. Oh, that was that was terrible. 
<laughs> I didn't know Australia was Middle Eastern. Inshallah, hockey. At this rate, it will be. Okay, let me, as always, give a thumbs down to this video. And let's, uh, let's go. Okay, okay, I like it. Salam to my people in Bangladesh. Salam to the people of Marrakesh. Okay. Only the father knows. Oh, no. Oh, no. One plus one plus one. Three, 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 three. No one, angels, sun, infinity, 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 60. Okay, can you explain your, your point? Because he said, look, no, 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 no. why don't we just have it off camera so at least we can learn something from it? Because he is there, but shy of the camera. I mean, why? If the truth is there with you, you shouldn't be shy of the truth, isn't it? You should proclaim the truth. But it seems like camera is somehow going to make you up. Uncomfortable? Why? So the question is quite clearly. When you have one God and another God and another God, three gods, it doesn't make <laughs> Bro, no. 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 Because if this was the case, you can add another God here. And then you would have four gods, but there would be one God. One plus one plus one plus one is still one. <laughs> no, I thought you guys were. I, no, I, I actually thought you guys were joking about the like one plus one plus one equals one thing. Three. No, no, no. The the ones the ones right there on the left side of the equation, those are called hypostases. Those are uh, subsisting relative relations in in the Godhead. The one on the right side is the godhead itself so glad we've we've got that through but i didn't know this is an actual like argument this is this is kind of silly you can have 360 million <laughs> 360 million and then you write it on the board yes you could have 360 million uh, i guess technically yes you could still be one god like the hindus believe it so you can the hindus i don't think the hindus affirm monotheism dude now god the father God the mother, God the brother, God the uncle, God the son, God the daughter, God the nephew, and you can carry on. God, 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 God the granddad. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I missed that. Okay, Did you just gone the granddad? Good eye. And you can still have one God. Where does it stop? It doesn't stop anywhere. So this idea. Well, if you if you really wanted to know, the reason that it stops at three is because um, you have the procession of the intellect and the procession of the will. So um, there, there's not two imminent internal operations which are present. The rest of them would be external operations, which would make them not God. So that's why it stops at, stops at three, because you have the Father, and then you have the imminent internal operation of eternal generation with the Son, and then you have the um, imminent operation of the will, which, uh, which produces as its um, terminus ad quem the the spirit so that's why you only have three but if, if you really wanted to know but i'm sure you really don't want to know since you're doing one plus one plus one equals one so yeah but one plus one plus one is one is simply going away from the problem that they've already identified look look at the double standards god the father is one person okay where's the um, this one person that's the father god the son is one person 
God the Holy Spirit is one person. How many person according to the logic they would say? Three. No, one person. Oh. Remember earlier on we said Wait, wait, wait. I missed that. I was checking the chat. One person. God the Holy Spirit is one person. How many person according to the logic they would say? Three. No, one person. But, 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 what? Okay, okay. No, you have to be joking with me. This guy can't be serious. He he has to be he no, I do not believe. I cannot believe that this guy is being serious right now. He has to be joking with us. Remember earlier on, we said God the Father, God the Son, one God plus one God plus one God was one God, right? Yes. So now if you have one father is one person, the son is one person, Holy Spirit is one person. How many persons should we get now? Three. Three. We should get one. My brother. Let's try again. Let's try again. One God plus one God plus one God. How many gods do they say? One God. They say one God. One God, right? So if you keep on adding gods, it doesn't become three. One. So Father is one person. Son is one person. Holy Spirit is one person. So according to the logic that they use, how many persons should there be? Three? No, there should be one person. Oh. Uh, I have to. I have to check. I have. I need a break. I need a brief break. I need to check the the comments real quick. <laughs> Nova Sordo Islamic music. Oh no. European Christians getting conquered by the Muhammadan mathematicians. Uh, sadly, sadly, this is very sad. But but most of these uh most of these would actually get conquered by the by the Muhammad mathematicians. Hey Lexi, I think I got deboomed. So if you do so Christians believe that the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Spirit is God. So you have one God plus one God plus one God. How does that, that – there must be three gods, right? Oh, no. I, I, it's a really good argument, right? It's a horrible argument? Okay, I was just wondering. Because these, these Muslims are debunking me right now. Dear Christians – how am I both based and cringe at the same time? Well, maybe they're different modes of baseness and different modes of cringeness. <laughs> Ibn Hazm, who is seen as the greatest early scholar in Islam, stated in one of his works that John the Baptist calling Jesus Lamb of God is false because Jesus is clearly a human, not a sheep. Oh, by by Augustine. Oh man, this is this is terrible. I don't know what internal operations mean or anything you are saying, but I agree. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do future uh, probably just the whole series on the Trinity, which is explaining all the concepts to you guys because I'm just that nice. It, it, he, he's actually serious. There's no way I I can't I I don't believe you. I don't believe you. 
they've been making this argument since the 70s. Oh, this video is proof that IQ correlates with genes. Bro, you have the same genes as they do. Oh, man. Get her reaction. She just said, no, that's a terrible argument. That's all she said. She 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 just debunked all of Muslim apologetics. Ah, oh, okay. Wait one second, Ustad. Ustad, this is very profound. Once Ustad, this is very profound. Second, let me get this right. Tell me if I'm wrong. You're saying that they say one God plus one God plus one God is one yes. God. If you if they're using that logic, then they they have to be consistent. This is why. Look, I've learned something new today. The Father is one person the son is one more person the holy spirit is one person they can't come and say three persons they have to say it's one person exactly. but they don't say that they don't... <laughs> okay i don't even know whether i should take the time to respond to that but the reason that we would we make the distinction is because we would say the father the son and the spirit are the same god which is why your one plus one plus one doesn't work there but when it comes to the persons of the Trinity with the, with the relative oppositions, the subsisting relative oppositions, which we call persons, they're not identified with each other. So we would say that they are one distinct person plus one distinct person plus one distinct person, which would equal three. I just learned something new today. I can't believe it. Can I have a round of applause, please? Takbir! That was subhanAllah. Takbir! Allah Akbar. Learned that today. That's, that's, that's very interesting. That's why I brought this board here. Look, you see, subhanAllah. Let me just show you the irrationality. You just got rid of all the persons, Ustad. You know, I'm going to move to Britain just to, like, find these guys in, like, some park. They're always, like, hanging out in parks. Some water, please do. Right. They believe God is like this. Right? Looks like Bermuda Triangle. So you have the Father here. Yes. Son and the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yeah? Together, that's not three triangles, is it? How many triangles is it? One. That's one triangle means one God. But here is the problem. If together makes one God, how much is the father individually of the triangle? One third. He's not one triangle, is he? No. He is one third. Yes. So now you have father equals one third. Son uh. equals one third. Holy Spirit equals one third. One third what? One third God. So individually the father is not God. He's a third of God. The son is not God. He's a third of God. Holy Spirit is not God, it's a third of God. So if they want to make the whole thing one God, it ends up with disbelief in partialism. That God is one third. The Father, is, which is God, is one third. So when the Christians say we believe in one God, ask them, one God who? The Father or the Trinity? That is known as the Trinity, right? So Trinity is one God. Wow. If the Trinity is one God, is the Father same as the Trinity? The Father is not the same as the Trinity. But the Father does have the fullness of the nature.
Okay, I, I will. I will let him finish. I will let him finish. No, he's part of the Trinity. So now you have the Father, who is called God, by Jesus, and in the Old Testament, he is now part of God because Trinity is one God. So Father is part of this one God, not whole of the Trinity. Is it like a part-time God? Uh, no, but this is the problem that we now identify as partialism. Ad hominems. If the Father is actually one God, then the Father must be a Trinity. Because this is how God is defined. God is one. He Again, he's equivocating between formal and material predicates. If you want to know what he's doing right now. Which is a Trinity. Any being which is going to be called God must be a Trinity. Was the Son a Trinity? No, so he can't be God. Was the Father a Trinity? No, so he can't be God. Any way you device this visually, you... When you're speaking about the Trinity, I'm assuming you're talking about the, uh, the, the personal predicates. And then you equivocate that with the, with the essential predicate that is God. So, it, again, just another equivocation. End up either three gods or part gods. There is no win-win. It's always lose-lose with the Christian theology. This is, this is, well, this is, it is always the lose-lose. The whole triangle is one God. Individually, the Father is one third God. Yes. It's, it's, it, it, it doesn't work. Like, I'll be honest here. Yeah? Now, now, let me... If that Trinity is one God, is the Father the Holy Trinity? Where's the color? Is the Son whole of the Trinity? No. It's a part of it. It's a part. So how can the Son be God when that whole thing is God? We have a Venn diagram. I love a Venn diagram. Something like this. No, that's, a, that's a pair of tits. No? So you can see the perversion in the mind of people. The perversion in them. <laughs> see, that's why I said pornography is bad for you. So now, we what? what does this have anything to do with with Trinitarian theology? How did these people invent algebra? <laughs> Being racist against yourself to own the Muslim man is a Sigma move. <coughs> this right here is the invention of algebra colorized. There's literally a park where Christians and Muslims debate in London. I forget how many people have been assaulted. Oh, there you go. Speaker's Corner, once a free speech haven, but now just a hive of Dawah Gondists. You know what? I'm going to convert. All. I'm going to go over to go over to England and then convert all of them. Militant Thomas field trip to Speaker's Corner. One day, one day, this is unironically, this is, this is unironically the pinnacle of Islamic apologetics. <laughs> yeah, and this works on people. I, uh, yeah, people have been literally stabbed at Speaker's Borner. This is different than Speaker's Corner. <laughs> Based on London Crusade. 
can, can we have a militant rather than calling it a field trip let's have the militant thomas crusade to speaker's corner watch out for the night oh bro i can become a martyr that is that is, that is a giga chad move right there go to speaker's corner become a martyr for disagreeing with the one plus one plus one analogy Travel to London just to be assaulted by a gang of Muslims with dry erase markers. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, let's let's continue because this guy's getting convincing. We realize either the Christians have to admit they believe in three gods. <laughs> too much, too much passion. Too now, much. This is very interesting. Now. When we talk about the Trinity, some people think that we're mocking Christianity. We're not really. Do you feel like it? No, no, no. Okay. Then the, then the like the virgin Brits back there, like, yeah, yeah, you are mocking Christianity. Can I ask a question, sir? Yes, of course. Oh, can I ask a question? Now, are you doing this to mock Christianity or genuinely saying this doesn't make sense? Of course not. I mean, I look, I carry a board as well, if you don't realize, to visually represent these <laughs> Bro, they just got boards everywhere. <laughs> just pulling boards out of his pocket. He's got like a board in the car. He's got like a, a board that he sets up at home for just in case he has guests, like next to his kitchen table, just so he can draw his triangle. He's got boards everywhere. And this is, yes, I'm sort of saying he had the board before us. Actually, it's true, he did actually. We got inspired by him. Right. So the reason why we want to demonstrate is to so that people can see visually the belief that they carry. If indeed they believe in one God, then how does this problem arise? Remember, the problem can be solved quite easily. This is all philosophy. This is all reason. This is all about intellectual argumentation and visualization. What does the scripture say? This is all about intellectual argumentation. Very, very. You, you have some uh, very sturdy arguments. So I will give you that. Now, what do the scriptures say? Okay, let's let's get here. This is going to be even even more interesting, I'm sure, because apparently we heard that the word of God is referring to uh, God's command. So the word became flesh is true with everybody, without any medical intervention, because. Uh, we need, we need to have some talks with the Muslims, by the way, about that. We need to get uh, <laughs> Roman martyrology. Christian B. Wagner bravely beaten to death with dry erase boards commemorated on the Feast of Triangularity. <laughs> what does the scripture say? According to Jesus in John 17, 3. Anyone know this verse? No. I'll get it out. Is it the one, the Father in heaven? Is it that one? This verse is the only verse that you need to know. The only one. To communicate with your Christian friends that the God, according to Jesus, who he is. The only true God. The only true God. So, if you want to hear from Jesus himself, what his perception is who God is, and not only any God, but the only true God. Shall this, read is, it. this is what you need to know. Shall I read it? Shall I find it? You can find it. John 17, 3. John 17, 3. Okay, here we go, guys. John chapter 17. 
verse 3. Okay, I'm translating here. And this is eternal life, so that y'all, so that um, the, that thou, thou may know the one, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. So let's, let's see. Okay. Is the new international version okay? Yeah. How this is eternal. Now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. If you read from the oh, that's true. I, I did mess up the, the verb on that one. Sorry about that. So are we getting debunked here? Well, of course not. Because in the New Testament, the uh, the personal name, which is frequently given to the Father, is just plainly God. So, uh, so in the New Testament, a lot of times, the personal name for the Father is God. So uh, the New Testament authors usually just refer to the Father as God. Plainly God. That is his personal name. That is the notional predicate. Now, over time, when it comes to the essential predicate, occasionally in the New Testament, uh, God is used as an essential predicate, talking about the the common nature shared by the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But oftentimes, plainly, God is just in reference to the Father. So, yeah, this would be a correct statement to say that the Father is the only true God. If we're taking that as a notional predicate, which clearly in John... It is often used as that, although occasionally it is used as an essential predicate, such as in John 1, where Jesus Christ is referred to as God. Verses number one. Number one, yeah. Jesus is referring to the Father. Okay. Who he calls himself, who he calls the Father to be God. And he says in verse three. Yes. The you, you, everyone should know, this is eternal life, they should know that you, the Father, is the only true God. Now, this phrase is this. Only true God. Look, what is Jesus trying to identify here? He's not identifying just God or the true God, but the only true God. Do you need any other? Come here. Come here. Yes. We've just read the scripture. Come. Last time. And thus, with the heroic death of Christian Wagner, the triangulator, his holiness, the Holy Father, hath called upon crusade against the godless land of Britain. Let God sort them out. Base. And then in 1 John 5.20, Christ is called the true God as well. Let us read. Son of God, know the truth, Jesus Christ is the true, look at that, Jesus Christ, who is the true God, Halathinos Theos, and eternal life, so very similar language used, let's go back, John 17, 3, Ton monon alethinon theon. Oh wow, look. Same words used, Muslims. Get debunked. So and then John obviously wrote both of them, so similar language is frequently used, as we see with eternal life in both verses as well. 
Wow, get debunked. I saw you, it was five years ago. Come, let, let us reason together. Come, it's been a long did, time. Did, did Jesus say that? No, did he say that? No. What did Jesus say? Aaron, 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 come. What did Jesus say? Look, I think. What did he say? Aaron, Aaron, you can have a red marker. Aaron, red marker. Red, red marker. marker. Aaron, red marker. I'll take your red marker, man. Why red? Huh? Why red? It stands out more. Why red? <laughs> so now, out of desperation, our Christian friends are denying that Jesus said that. Out of desperation. And what did he mean by that? He said, you should know, this is eternal life, that the only, the Father is the only one. The Father is the only one. True God or only true God? Just true God or only true God? No. Don't forget this word. Well, we can't hear him. Right. We can't, we can't hear him. So he's saying, yes, the Father is the only true God, but there's someone else also only true God. They can't have two true what God. What does this only mean? <laughs> now, if you if you read John, we have only one Steve. Is that John three sixteen? Do you want to read that? John three sixteen. Yeah. Okay, let's read John three sixteen. Okay, let's see if we get debunked on this one. For God so loved the world that the only begotten Son he gave, so that all believers in him would not perish, but have eternal life. Okay. Seems very simple. Now, what's let's see what's wrong with that. Okay. John three sixteen, yeah. Or is it sixteen three? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. You find out. Or is it sixteen three? Okay. Bro. <laughs> um, for God so loved the world. Yeah. Okay. Shall I do what, like black Israelites do? John what? chapter three verse sixteen. For God so loved the world <laughs> that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall... Bro, why is he yelling? ...not perish, but have eternal life. Did he use the word only there? Calm down. <laughs> is... Sorry, Ali. Is that... did... Look at him. did you read there, Yes. only begotten son? Yes. What does the only begotten son mean? There's someone else as well? No. So only means only? Only one. Only means the one that he's referring to. So if the Christians are going to be consistent, remember yes. consistency is the problem with the consistency Christians. is key in life. Yeah. And the Christians are found to be very inconsistent, unfortunately. So if John 3.16 says he's the only one plus one plus one equals and one. John 17 3 says God is the only true God, this only can refer to an exclusion. An exclusion. So the only true God means there is only this God who is identified as Father by Jesus Christ. That means everyone else is not God or true God. That discounts Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Because according to... You know, uh, where did he say? Um, <laughs> red marker fallacy. 
Great channel, brother. Viva Cristo Ray. Thank you. I love your profile picture, by the way. Sons of St. Dominic. Yeah, that, that is a good point, Alpha Shades. In Jude 1.4, it says Christ is the only sovereign Lord and uses the same Greek word only, but that doesn't mean the Father isn't also Lord. Yeah, and you'll get throughout the New Testament that Lord is taken usually as a notional name for the Son, and then God is taken as a notional name for the Father, although they can only, they can also be used as essential names, as we see in the Athanasian Creed. Yeah, so it's really a development of language that's used in uh, Christian theology. So, I mean, I guess also um, you, you could say that only uh, is just taken in a different sense as not excluding the other persons of the Trinity. But I, I think a, I think a fairer, uh, a, a better reading is the is the fact of uh, of distinguishing between notional and essential names. And I think it's taken as a notional name throughout the New Testament. That's just that's just my opinion, though. I, I think it could be uh, could probably be read either way. I don't know. I'll need a. Uh, I'll need the other Paul to come up here and give all of his grammatical historical, uh, more grammatical historical hermeneutic, more extra Jesus. Jesus, the only true God is who? The Father. God. The Father is Father. the only true God. That is why we find throughout the entire New Testament, Jesus is saying, "You should serve and worship the Father." He says, "Oh, the Father." Who art in heaven? Hallowed be thy name. Ahad and Ahad. Yeah? So who is he saying? Wait, is there like a Muslim Lord's Prayer? Do they pray the Lord's Prayer? <laughs> this is a perfect stopping point. <laughs> What's with the Muslims in the singular finger? I don't get it. Whose will should be done on the kingdom? The, the Father. The Father. So according to Jesus, who is the Father? He says, I go to my Father and your Father. So is his father different than your father? They're the same. They're the same. Ah. So the father of Jesus, thank you for once. And the father of you and the Christians are the same. But he doesn't end there. He says, I go to my God and your God. So Jesus has a God or not? Yeah, he looks Yes, because God would be used as a notional name there, not as an essential name. That'd be like if he said, uh, another example is we frequently, rather than using God, as the notional name of the Father, we use Father as the notional name of the Father. So if he said, um, if we switch out the notional names for what we're more uh, familiar with, if we said, um, my Father, I go to my Father and your Father, that, that basically be what he's saying there. He's not using uh, God as an essential name right there. So that's the sense. Or you could say uh, that he's speaking qua uh, according to his his humanity. Um that that uh predication but i i don't i i think that'd be a less convincing read right there yeah and this god he calls him the father who is the only true god yes. according to jesus thank you the only true god who should be worshipped is the father that he identified which is your father so not a literal father okay so the scripture identifies who god is and it disqualifies and finish. It, it, it disqualifies too, too Jesus or the Holy Spirit or anyone to be from God. Brother Mansour, may Allah bless you. I actually learned something today that was very profound, a great analogy. Uh, and that's the reason why we have the whiteboard, because we can visually understand. Because me personally, I'm a visual person. and I Great. Thank you for your explanation. I think there's one more video.
that uh, that I want to watch. And then I'll have to go because it is 6.30. Oh, really? That one finger signifies that there's no trinity, I guess. Similarly, serves will point three fingers in the air to signify the trinity when they have their gamer moment. Really? I had no idea. This is very interesting. Serbs are very based. Although I am a, uh, I am a uh, copped supremacist. No, no, no. What's the what? what uh, I'm a Croat. I'm a Croat supremacist. That's what I am. Okay. Um, Trinity. Here it is, Doctor. Uh, Zakir Naik uses Bible to prove Trinity is lie. Okay, and I need to grab my charger real quick. So I will be back in like a minute. So I will see you guys. Take a break. Um, I'll actually play my ad right now. And then I'll tell you to become a patron and play my ad. And then I will be right back. Join my Patreon at patreon.com slash militantomist. You get access to more articles and videos. And if you'd like to help in another way, buy a militantomist mug. Lastly, you can buy a book from militantomist press. See options below. Also, if you prefer audio, check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Join the Discord to get involved. And if you're a patron, you get access to other Discord channels. Also, destroy that like and subscribe button and comment to annihilate that algorithm. Lastly, the show is brought up to you by Fluent Greek. I'm sure you've forgotten your seminary Greek and need to get it back or just want to learn Greek to read sacred scripture in its original language. That's why Fluent Greek is here. Using modern pedagogical techniques, it has set it up so that you are reading Greek from the very beginning and learn Greek how you're supposed to learn it through reading Greek. It sorts the New Testament by verse from easiest to hardest and then gives space repetition of these verses so that you can read Greek as soon as possible. Even better, it is only 15 bucks a month to use. But if you use the code militant, you can get 20% off and help the show. Go to fluentgreek.com to learn more. And the link is in the description. I am back. Okay. Yeah, just read First uh, John five twenty in Greek, and it's actually even clearer on Christ's deity than the English. Yeah, I know. I just was checking it. The Swiss Guard will use three fingers to say their oaths, and on a darker note, the World War Two, Yutasha's did too. Very interesting. Thank you. Man, like half of you guys left. And you guys can't wait a minute for me to grab my charger. Okay. 
this is this this is going to be a great one and then i'll finish it off and then i'm gonna probably read some of lagrange's commentary some light reading before work you know okay there look look at these two these two look like they're about to eviscerate the trinity right now god bless you brother thank you ladies Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Um, my question is to Dr. Zakir Naik. The Christians explain the concept of tr Trinity scientifically by giving the example of water, which can be in three states, solid, liquid, and gas, in the form of ice, water, and vapor. Similarly, one God is a tri triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Is this explanation scientifically correct? Not a Christian to say that scientifically we can prove the concept of Trinity, like how water can be in three states, solid, liquid, and gas like ice, water, and vapor. So similarly, God is in three forms, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. How to reply, and is this scientifically correct? Scientifically, I do agree, water can mean three forms. Solid, liquid, and gas, ice, water, and vapor. But scientifically, we also know that the component of water remains the same, H2O, two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of oxygen. The components remain the same, the constituent remains the same. The forms keep on changing. There is no problem. Let's check. The okay. So, yeah, when it comes to the ice water, ice liquid and, uh, and vapor uh, analogy thingy, I think it's fine in that it shows a, uh, a unity of substance. But it's not fine because it does require a change of form. Um, and it's, uh, it's not subsisting at the same time. So there's some weaknesses and negations you have to make about this analogy. There are definitely some negations you have to make. But uh but yeah, he just described a singularity of substance somehow uh somehow dismisses. Uh, that's interesting. The concept of infinity. Concept of infinity. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Form, they say form changes. Okay, for sake of argument, we agree. Does the component change? God and Holy Ghost is made of spirit. You mean they're made of flesh and bones. They aren't the same. Human beings required to eat. God doesn't require to eat to survive. They are the same. And this is testified by Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, himself in the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 24, verse number 36 to 39. He says that, Behold my hands and feet, handle me and see, for a spirit has no flesh and bones. He says, Behold my hands and feet, handle me and see, for a spirit has no flesh and bone. And he gave his hand and the saw. And they were overjoyed. And he said, that, do you have any meat to eat? And they gave him broiled fish and a piece of honeycomb. And he ate to prove what? That he was God? To prove that he was not God. He ate. <laughs> this is kind of bad. Um, so, yeah, with this, uh, we agree that Jesus Christ is, is man. So, yes, according to his humanity, he is not a spirit. So yeah, you you think that we we didn't know that Jesus Christ had flesh and flesh and bones? This is this is terrible. This guy is literally rambling. No, that's modalism. Bad example. I don't I don't mind it because if you make the proper negations then it can it can highlight a certain truth 
but it doesn't highlight the subsisting relations. It only highlights the unity of substance. So, yeah, it's it, it has obvious weaknesses. Zakir <laughs> Naik sounds like a scrawny California-based comedian impersonating an Indian. <laughs> Muslims don't understand the incarnation. Yeah, that was uh, this is this is definitely interesting. Any flesh and bones? A spirit has got no flesh and bone. This proves that it is scientifically not possible that Father, Son, and scientifically Holy Ghost, not possible. Father, JSK, the Holy Ghost is Almighty God, and. The concept of Trinity, the word Trinity is not in the Bible. Doesn't exist anywhere in the Bible. <laughs> the word Trinity is not there in the Bible, but it is there in the Quran. Quran says in Surah Nisa, chapter 4, verse 171, it says, Don't say Trinity. This has stopped it better for you. Trinity is also there in Surah Maida, chapter number 5, verse number 73, which says, they are doing kuf, they are blaspheming. Those who say that Allah is three in one, is a triune God. Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, never said he was God. The concept of Trinity doesn't exist in the Bible. The only verse which is closest to the concept of Trinity is, is the first, first John, John chapter, chapter 5, five verse 7, seven, which says, For there are three that bear a call in heaven the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. But if you read the Revised Standard Version, revised <laughs> by Thaidu scholars, Christian scholars of the Accepted highest by 50, by 50 denominations. denominations they say, <laughs> these are, these, oh wait, is this the same guy as the other one? Is this the same guy as the other? I think these are completely different people. I think they just like use the same arguments. This verse of the Bible, first epistle of John, chapter 5, verse number 7, is an interpolation, is a concoction, is a fabrication. It was thrown out of the Bible. Jesus Christ, the, the, the RSV, the RSV committee just threw it out of the Bible. They they have the authority. They just they just made their ex cathedra statement to just throw it out. The the RSV committee for translation is the magisterium guys. Eminent scholars. This is so bad. This is this is so funny. They literally read a script and just regurgitate it over and over again. Yeah, I'm thinking that because these guys have like how how else would I have known that it was 50 denominations that backed them? Never claim divinity. There is not a single unequivocal statement in the complete Bible where Jesus Christ peace be upon him says, I am God, or where he says, Worship me. In fact, if you read the Bible, it is mentioned in the Gospel of John, chapter number 14, verse number 28. He said, My father is greater than I. Gospel of John, chapter number 10, verse number 29. My father is greater than all. I, I don't think he understands how, how predication works in regard to the incarnate Lord. <sighs> Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 12, verse number 28. I cast out devils with the spirit of God. Gospel of Luke, chapter number 11, verse number 20. I, with the finger of God, cast out devil. Gospel of John, chapter number 5, verse number 30. I can of my own self do nothing. I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just. For I seek not my will, but the will of my father. Anyone who says not my will, but God's will, he's a Muslim. Muslim means the person who submits his will to Almighty God. What is Jesus? Jesus was a Muslim. Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, said, not my will, but God's will. He was a Muslim and he was, alhamdulillah, one of the mightiest messengers of God. 
We believe. We believe that he was born miraculously without any male intervention. We believe he gave life to the dead with God's permission. We believe that he healed those born blind and lepers with God's permission. We respect Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, as one of the mightiest messengers of God. But he is not God and he is not a part of the Trinity. Trinity doesn't exist. Quran says, Kul ahad. Say he's Allah one and only. Bro, I've been debunked. I've never read, I've never read those verses in my Bible before, guys. I'm just a stupid papist Catholic, and I don't read the Bible. Oh, John Politis is here. Hi, John. We've missed you. You haven't been here in a while. Okay, truth is beautiful. Um, I think New Testament teaches Chalcedonian definition as its ending seems to claim, contrary to Trent Horn. Trent Horn says the New Testament doesn't teach the Chalcedonian definition. So you think the New Testament teaches Jesus as God and man, two natures? Yes. Yes, the New Testament does teach it. I don't think it, I know it. So to say the Trinity is like saying God sent a piece of himself, like a piece of God or one third of himself sounds dumb. Exactly. Exactly. It does sound dumb. <laughs> when Muslims try to debunk Christianity, they will engage with the Bible. But when the Bible clearly debunks them, they say the Bible is corrupted. Militant Thomas, my question for Muslims online is why did Muhammad teach in Hadith that Adam was 90 feet tall? What? People descending in stature since then. When we have Egyptian mummies, not 20 feet. That is a good question. I should be going to share Alex. No. But for tonight, after this one, I will I will not have a second video. I was thinking of doing a second video. Maybe tomorrow I'll either do a Q&A or a Militant Thomas after dark. I haven't done one of those in a while. Just talk about whatever we want. Wait, wait, wait. John. John. So the Trinity sounds like three gods in Hinduism. John, are you are you like an anti-Trinitarian Anglo-Catholic? What? How literally do Romanists have to take the Chalcedonian definition? Is there a range of opinions allowed? Romanists have to accept the faith preached at Chalcedon to their final breath until death and would die for the Cal for the Chalcedonian definition. So we take it pretty, uh, pretty literally. There's no, there, there's no range of options. Pope St. Leo the Great in his, in his tome has definitively defined the Chalcedonian faith. So, yeah. My question for Muslims is why they venerate a rock. Ooh. Yeah.
three gods or three persons. So Deuteronomy 6, 4 contradicts the New Testament. So there is a God of the Old, another God in the New Testament. The Bible has been changed as contradictory. What? No, 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 no. One God, three persons. Don't, don't. Let's debunk the Bible that has been corrupted. It would take six centuries to get it right. What? <laughs> John, I, okay. So are, are there like non-Trinitarian Anglo-Catholics or something that I don't know about? <laughs> do we really have a non-Trinitarian Anglo-Catholic? I think we do. What? So what's Trent Horn talking about it in his dialogue with Ortland? It seems like he doesn't think the New Testament teaches Calcinating definition. Am I wrong? Yeah, send me that clip, please. Please do. Please do. Oh, he's parodying. Oh. Oh, he's 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 making fun of Muslim arguments. Oh, okay, I get you, John. Okay, I get you. I'm sorry. I uh, I was mistaking. I was mistaking. Where's the catechism of the Catholic Church. Where is my catechism? I uh, there it is. Catechism of the Catholic Church. Do, 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 do. It talks about the Chalcedonian definition explicitly. Let me see. Okay. The Incarnation, one sixteen. They got some big text in here. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, the Immaculate Conception. The other Paul, you should be reading this. Okay, here it is. Um. Okay, it talks about the Nestorian heresy regarded Christ as a human person joined to the divine person of God's Son. Opposing this heresy, St. Cyril of Alexandria and the Third Ecumenical Council. Okay, let's continue to, the, to 467. The Monophysites affirmed that the human nature had ceased to exist as such in Christ when the divine person of God's Son assumed it. Faced with this heresy, the Fourth Ecumenical Council of Chalcedon in 451 confessed. Okay, blah, blah, blah. It's Chalcedonian, Chalcedonian definition. So, yeah, it's it's pretty clear. It just says Chalcedon is going against a heresy. I mean, what, what do you what do you mean about Trent Horn? The word Trinity is not in the Bible. <laughs> okay, it's in his most recent discussion on baptism. It's possible I misunderstood him or misspoke, but I was like, what? He also thinks the thief on the cross didn't know Jesus is God. What? Yeah, yeah. Look up. Look up. Uh, yeah, look up the timestamps for that. 
That is the yeah. That's really weird because the thief on the cross would have to have explicit faith in the in the Trinity and in the incarnation. Yeah, that is that is really weird. Um, that is definitely super weird. That is a a messed up view of uh, development doctrine. If if he said that. <sighs> okay, I will give you two. <laughs> two um minutes what two like two seconds to to add more questions and then i'll go the trinity verses were added you know john trent made a few blunders in his debate with dyer i don't think so well maybe perhaps i wouldn't have went about it like trent did um but jay dyer was just a flaming altist the whole time so it's like a Vantillian trying to prove that the church fathers believed in Vantillianism. This is basically what you had. <sighs> okay. I'll give you guys like 20 more seconds. Okay. It's been 20 seconds. I'm late. Oh, Byzantine Scotist. Come on. You, you, you. This was this was such a great stream. We found out how one plus one plus one equals one. That's what we found out about. Church Fathers classical. I'll go look up timestamps. Okay, thank you. Oh, wait. Yes, I thought the thief on the cross would need explicit faith. He suggested maybe the third on the cross was an Aryan. What? What? Uh, what are you? What? Huh? When do you feel like surveying the Trinity and the Apostolic Fathers? Uh, let me think. Tomorrow, I'll probably do like a a Q and A or something. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. Eventually, not tomorrow. Maybe the day after tomorrow. Whatever day after that'd be Saturday. Yes, perhaps Saturday. Okay, well, that is all I have for you. Make sure you remember to subscribe, hit that bell notification, because YouTube tells me a lot of you do not have your bell notification on. That is bad. Uh, become a patron at patreon.com slash militant Thomist if, uh, if you'd like to have me do more of this. Uh, so uh, I think that's about it. And buy books. Buy books. On whose channel? My channel, obviously. I'm the Trinity guy. But you're the Apostolic Fathers, dude. So that is that is a, a big oof right there. Who who will win? Okay, I will see you guys. And Christ has risen from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um.